Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You are listening to The Coming Out Tapes, an audio archive of LGBT stories. I'm your host, Kerish Bradley, and throughout this season I'll be talking to lots of different people from the community about lots of different things connected to coming out. Okay, uh, so I'm now interviewing the wonderful Sarah Jones, whose lovely voice you heard uh, in another episode in this season reading some incredible lesbian detective novel extracts <laughs> oh man i'm not gonna listen to this <laughs> would you mind introducing yourself to the listeners hello yes my name is sarah jones i am a microbiologist like do you want that kind of thing as well oh cool yes uh my name is sarah jones i'm a microbiologist and a comedian and um yeah, that's me. I would say bisexual. Because I like, it's true actually. I I don't know really why I say bisexual rather than pansexual because it's not like I feel solely distra- um, attracted to two genders. I think the reason is so. Yeah, the reason I picked the term bisexual, I think, is due to um, longevity. Really, just because. Uh, when I was first thinking about my kind of sexuality, I hadn't heard the term pansexual. Um, so yeah, it's not that I wouldn't. Like maybe it's time for an update. I don't really know, but um, yeah. So I, th- I think it's just when I first started thinking on my own mind about how I identify and um, and like when I initially started telling the initial few people I told both the concept of like other genders hadn't really been like a thing I'd been exposed to and um and I hadn't heard the term pansexual so I think it's just like like just like uh, out of uh, history <laughs> really so when did you first come out like to yourself yeah it was a bit of a process I think because I like obviously um because when I was about 13 or 14 I still didn't really fancy anyone and I thought oh there's something wrong with me and people like my friends would kind of 
sort of be like, ooh, don't you think that man's sexy? And I'd be like, I don't know what sexy is. <laughs> and then when I first started fancying people, I started fancying women. So I thought that maybe that's why I was, I was going to turn out to be gay. Um, and then when I was about, then when I was sort of 15, 16, I started fancying like both people, I'd say. But I kind of denied it to myself because... I'd seen people make fun of people for fancying women and, and I'd heard my friends make comments like um, back when I hadn't fancied anyone I'd said something along the lines of oh, I don't really fancy men to um, my friends and they were like oh you know don't stay around our house then or whatever um, which had meant that I didn't really want to talk about exploring sexuality with, with those people Um so I think the first time I told anyone I was bisexual was when um, I had finished my degree. So I would have been 22. And um, I really, I, I mean, I'd been in like one relationship as a teenager. And since then I'd been like totally single for four years and, and like not, you know, dated anyone in any capacity in that time. Um, and I'd sort of, I'd had a bit of a brain reset during my degree, like in terms of like I'd, ha- I'd had a big like kind of nervous breakdown. And afterwards I was just trying to like piece my life together, I think. And part of that included being honest a little bit. So I told one, I told one of my friends who um, is LGBT, but I didn't actually know that at the time. And uh, well, yeah. Um, and then at the same time, I told my brother about about a week later, and uh, that is a story I might <laughs> tell you about later. Um, and uh, yeah, then I didn't tell anyone else for another sort of four years <laughs> because I ended up going out with an, a man. Um, and then I went into that classic feeling of, oh, can I say I'm bisexual when I'm dating a man kind of thing? Um, so yeah, then I didn't tell anyone until I was like, anyone else until I was about 27 uh, and then when I that relationship ended I, I started telling more people and then in my since I've moved to London I've basically been pretty open about it to anyone so it was a long history <laughs> um, so you like said that you were sort of having these feelings first when you were 15 16 and then you didn't tell anyone until you were in university and during that time you had a brain reset slash nervous breakdown um <laughs> Like, and then also I uh, sort of related this. You made a deliberate choice not to talk to your friends about it because they signaled to you that they wouldn't be welcoming. Um, the impression that I got from the way that you said that was that you, it wasn't like you had a, wasn't like a light bulb moment. Now I have this thing that I want to tell everyone. It was a thing that you needed to maybe talk to people to kind of work out. Yeah. What kind of effect do you think that it had on you to carry this thing that you weren't really sure about that you needed to think through with someone else for like half a decade yeah it did weigh on me a lot obviously um and I constantly found myself in this flipping back and forth of oh maybe I'm maybe I'm gay maybe I'm maybe I'm not bisexual maybe I'm gay and and I was sort of lying to myself about liking men and then I would flip back the other way and sort of say, oh, maybe I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just trying to 
look for something interesting about myself <laughs> I don't know, that, I'm, that I'm keeping to myself for some reason um and yeah and then think the other way and think like oh maybe I'm maybe I'm straight and and uh and again it just it all felt very scary and I think it felt like it was something to be ashamed of and like a couple of things actually happened in uni where I heard female friends sort of say not not so much the um thing where they're afraid I might fancy them type thing but more along the lines of uh people making out like bisexuals are doing it for attention so then I was afraid to say because of that and and so just like like not even major things that people have said like none of these things have been horrifically homophobic in any of the uh, in any of these instances they've just been very minor things that have just sort of made me think oh, I don't want them to think differently of me I don't want them to think I'm a, a different person to who they knew before um that just sort of made it increasingly difficult and then people I'd known for years it became more and more like why didn't I say anything before and now it's been so long why haven't I said anything and um that's even true to this day there's people I sort of haven't told and I think it's been so long now how do I bring this up without particularly because I'm now in a relationship with a bloody man again they get everywhere so it just again feels like I'm just I don't know but yeah it's it wasn't ideal there's <laughs> my summary on that and I, I wouldn't advise anyone else to do it and advise people to bloody well tell people when they first think about it so that they don't get into this <sighs> this situation <laughs> so do you have any like memorable coming out stories uh, so I told my brother um, uh, as I mentioned and he sort of went down the classic route of um, but how do you know how how have you come to this decision and I was uh, and I sort of explained to him that really the moment I realised it was the moment I told my friend the first person I kind of told as the words came out of my mouth I was like oh yeah that's true that is absolutely how I feel um and so I told him that and he was like oh yeah but you're still really young how are you gonna uh how are you gonna ensure this is true kind of thing like uh you know have you dated women and blah 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 and I was like you fully know that I've dated basically no one and I have been celibate for four years not through choice um <laughs> through so yeah so that w wasn't great so that yeah that sort of pushed me back a few years as well of not bringing it up again um because it, even if the most like if even the most like liberal people I know react like that then it felt a bit like what's the point of saying these things have you had any positive experiences <laughs> Yeah, so like my best friends, when I told them, they were super supportive. They were like um, cool, <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, in fact, actually, I <laughs> had to come up. With, I, I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I did come out to a, a group of my friends on a Hindu um, because <laughs> there was like um, a barmaid who was really fit <laughs> and. Um, uh, it was a choice between flirting <laughs> or not flirting <laughs> uh, and I went for the flirt um, so I told a group of people and they were some of them were people I barely knew and they were people who like um, 
I guess I misjudged initially because I could just met them. They were all very Hindu-y women. <laughs> you get my meaning. And uh, I thought it was going to be a bit like, ooh, but everybody was just like, yeah, that barmaid is fit. And just like, uh, it was so nice just to have that thing where everybody was just like talking as if it was, I'd mentioned a fit barman. Like they just like ran with it, just uh, made me feel included. Um and that was just really nice. It was really nice to not have a single person in that group of about 15 people be even slightly hesitant to be supportive. That was a surprise and a really pleasant surprise. Yeah. I love how you were like, I had to come out to these people because <laughs> cause I had to flirt with this barmaid. <laughs> there was no other option. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what does, uh, what does coming out mean to you then? Ooh, that's quite a that's quite a difficult question, really. I suppose it's just saying the words because I think in in the past there's been people I've met. I, I say in the past, I mean in the recent past. There's been people I've met who I've just sort of talked openly about fancying women and men to, and not really come out in the sense of like I didn't have to say the words. So I think the big moments for me have been saying the words because that's helped crystallize my identity to myself. And before before the last couple of years, every single time I said, um, like I'm bisexual I'm bisexual. <laughs> God. This is this can also go in the outtakes, bisexual. Um uh, every time I said I'm bisexual to someone it felt like I was getting over this huge step and like putting my head above the parapet and and kind of risking people asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions or trying to like like that they might say I don't believe you or or make fun of me behind my back or something um so yeah but I think for me the words have had a lot of power (laughs) Um, is that okay? <laughs> so those are all my questions. Uh, if people want to come see you do comedy, or maybe they want to hire you to <laughs> read some audio books, where can people check out your work? Uh, so you can find me on my website, which is sarahjokes.com. Um, or you can find me on Twitter, which is where I'm at Sarah underscore jokes. Uh, I'm on Instagram, but not very frequently, uh, at sarahelizabeth.jones. Um, yeah, I gig around the place. Uh, <laughs> they're usually up on my website um, or on my Twitter feed as well. Um, and I don't think I have anything else to publicise. Because so <laughs> I'm trying to finish my PhD. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thank you for having me. As promised, here is the final recording of Sarah Jones reading lesbian detective novels. I'm reading From Fallen from Grace, a Helen Black mystery by Pat Welsh. Um, I'm reading chapter nine. Shall I do Helen's voice in a different voice to my own? Because <coughs> it's hard, yeah, because they don't say like Helen said after everything, do they? Um, 
Right. What voices am I capable of doing? <laughs> um, I'm guessing this is set in America or somewhere. Yeah, but I don't feel confident in doing an American accent. That wouldn't be horrendous. Um, <laughs> um, I'll do it right hang on. Right, Helen is going to be properly posh, and Vicky's going to be Welsh. <laughs> That's the. Vicky Young picked up the last cookie on the plate, then put it down again. No, please, you take it. I've had plenty. <laughs> That's well, Helen's voice. Isn't it? <laughs> Vicky Young picked up the last cookie on the plate, then put it back down again. I've just put back in that sentence. It wasn't there. <clears throat> Vicky Young picked up the last cookie on the plate then put it down again no please you take it i've had plenty helen said vicky shook her head i really shouldn't you should see my desk at work candy bars and muffins and chocolate hidden away everywhere and i wouldn't want to answer for the state of my purse either that makes no sense in a Welsh accent. why she got cake in her purse helen smiled indulge why not Joshua. When Helen nodded, she picked it up again and broke it apart. At first, after that crazy meeting when Leslie smashed the bottle, I was surprised that no one said anything about it. But of course, I'm just the temp. No one would say anything to me anyway. And offices like Centurion are just... <laughs> I just love that this Welsh person works at Centurion. And offices like Centurion are just like dysfunctional families. No one talks about anything, and there's massive denial going on at all times. She sighed and popped half the cookie into her mouth. Every day at Centurion has been like the first. I go up to my little sanctuary on the seventh floor and never see anyone. No one? Well, maybe once in a while someone will come up... Well, maybe once in a while someone will come up to use the shredder or the fax or something... They still get in fax machines and stuff like that set up throughout the building, so uh, there's always people fighting to use them. That's when they make the journey up to the seventh floor. For the most part, I'm by myself. She smiled and took a bite of cookie. It's really unclear who's saying what. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juvederm.com. Um. A whole floor, all alone. Very weird. Donna Stethens plopped me down at that huge desk and left me alone to play computer games until her face darkened and she put the remaining half of her cookie down on the plate. Until that guy came upstairs yelling about Leslie. And that's the first you heard or saw of it, Vicky. She nodded, popping the last portion of cookie into her mouth. Unless someone wants to shred something, I almost never see a soul. I just sit there and put information into their computers. Names and phone numbers of potential customers to call once they get their... This is, so, like, this is such a weird selection of 80s like tech info. Names and phone numbers of potential customers to call once they've got their toll-free system put in place. She grinned. Haven't seen your name yet, Helen, so I guess you're not on the list to get one of those annoying phone calls during dinner, trying to get you to buy something. Helen, propped up on her elbows at the kitchen table, marvelled at Mrs Young and at her own ignorance. Here they were, sitting in an enormous, (laughs) colour-coordinated... Sorry. It's just because this next sentence makes a Welsh person so weird to the ear. <laughs> Here they were, sitting in an enormous, colour-coordinated, all-American kitchen. <laughs> colour-coordinated, all-American kitchen. It had everything. A huge butcher's block in the centre of the room, polished copper pots and pa- polished copper pots and pans hanging from hooks in the ceiling, an oversized refrigerator that rumbled away, making little ice cubes throughout the conversation. Mrs. Young's kitchen glorified the epitome of consumer goods and material comforts that Helen, after years in Berkeley, associated with complacent middle-class family values. I don't know why that's in inverted commas. <laughs> it's really weird. Yet Vicky sat across the scrubbed pine table eating homemade chocolate chip cookies, talking easily about the shortcomings of the corporate lifestyle. As the descendant of dirt poor Mississippi farmers, <laughs> as the descendant of dirt poor Mississippi farmers, carrying a heritage of racism and ignorance. <laughs> it's not funny at all. It's just like imagine her having a posh English accent and the other one having a Welsh accent for no reason. I should have read ahead. <coughs> As the descendant of dirt poor Mississippi farmers, carrying a heritage of racism and ignorance, 
Helen had never quite gotten over her timidity around wealth. No matter how many times she had come into contact with rich and powerful people, no matter how often she'd been able no matter how often she'd been able to hold her own quite well with them, Helen still felt as if she'd come in by the wrong door whenever she was in a situation like this one. It was the emotional equivalent of checking under her fingernails for dirt from the fields. And it was even harder when the people involved were quite naturally nice and friendly. What uh, made you take up temp work? Helen asked, suddenly curious. Vicky laughed and got up, carrying the empty plate over to the sink. My husband asks me the same thing all the time, she said, running the water. Of course, he's worked so hard to give me and Alison everything we could want. Jim's doing the best to understand how I need a life too. She turned and smiled. He's even got past asking when dinner will be ready the minute he... Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) He's even got past asking when dinner will be ready the minute he hits the door coming home. But, But why temporary jobs? Helen got up, carrying her teacup with her, and leaned against the counter while Vicky rinsed the plate. Why not go back to school or or interview for a permanent job? Why have I made uh, Vicky like a character from a Richard Curtis film? um, (laughs) Vicky, what are you doing? Um, (coughs) Vicky set the plate in the drainer and reached for the dish towel that... (coughs) Vicky set the plate in the drainer why can't I speak? It's like when there's a microphone there. It, it, like I can't say words anymore. <sighs> Vicky set the plate in the drainer and reached for the dish towel that hung from a hook above the sink. I don't really know what to do, Helen, she said. At 57, I've done a lot of different things in my time. Housewife and mother, PTA mom, <laughs> administrative assistant in my husband's firm. I headed the League of Women Voters for many years. I've taken computer classes and gone to management seminars and even, she grinned, done some new age kind of retreat work. I know, I know, hard to believe. This place looks as if the head of the Republican National Committee could walk through that door at any moment, doesn't it? Helen laughed as they went back to the table. I guess I've lived in the People's Republic of Berkeley just a little too long. Impulsively, hesitant at first, Ricky re- Ricky. Impulsively, hesitant at first, Vicky reached over and touched Helen's hand. Vicky's the the one, yeah. I want you to know that I, I want you to know that I, that both of us are very, very happy for Alison. Thank you, Helen murmured. The best thing that ever happened to that girl was to get away from her husband. Vicky shook her head and a shadow of anger crossed her face. There was nothing we could do. She kept... Oh no, it's still Helen talking, sorry. It wasn't very clear. There was nothing we could do. She kept going back to him. I think it might have been a reaction to Jim and me. We were so liberal, especially for Orn. Was Jim her husband? Yeah, so it makes... Yeah, I'm doing the right thing. We were so liberal, especially for Orinda, Ornida, Orinda, I think it's Orinda. We were so liberal, especially for Orinda, that it frightened her. She was looking for something rock solid, I guess. Well, 
in my experience, the only things in life that are rock solid are... (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to use that in my stand-up. Incredible. Well, in my experience, the only things in life that are rock solid are rocks. That's why... That's why you're good for Alison. Shake her up a little. Vicky's smile faded. Of course, we had no idea that you were a private investigator. I was completely shocked when you walked in the door with tight butt. Tight butt? Oh, that's just my private name for Donna Stethins. You know, wants to sleep with the boss, but he isn't having any. So she prances around on her high heels for him all day. I see. Tight butt. I'll have to remember that. (laughs) Helen finished her tea and glanced at her watch. In another hour, she was due to head over to Tina Merrick's house to go through the personal items for Leslie's office. By the way, did you ever meet Tina or Leslie Merrick? It's Helen again, so... They could really do it with making clear who's speaking... By by the way, um, did you ever meet Tina or Leslie Merrick? Tina, Leslie's mother, lives a few blocks away. Uh, and I know for the last couple of months, Leslie had been living at home. Vicky shook her head. No, no, I don't think so. I may have seen Tina at the grocery store or something like that, but, but I wouldn't have known her. And I certainly would have um, remembered seeing Leslie. I guess they kept to themselves. Any gossip from Leslie? Vicky frowned. As she thought, Vicky frowned as she thought. Then suddenly, I'm doing my my own voice partial now, aren't I? That's weird. Vicky frowned as she thought. Then sadly shook her head. Like I said, people don't talk to me much. Oh, they're nice enough, friendly for the most part, but uh, but I don't think they really count, you know. Oh, sorry. Oh, they're nice enough, friendly for the most part, but uh, I don't really count, you know. They come up and and fax something somewhere. Sometimes they say hello and sometimes they don't. Then they go back through that door and I'm alone again, playing solitaire. Sounds pretty awful. Whose voice was that? I was like, nobody's. Sounds pretty awful. I'm actually slightly Australian now. That's really weird. Um, I think I'm channeling Claire McNabb now. This is my English voice. Right, okay. Sounds pretty awful. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Actually, it's given me a lot of time to work on my resume and set up interviews. I've decided after this to get out of temping and look for a real job at a much smaller company. Helen stood up. I I can't thank you enough, Vicky, for not giving me away today and for... Ooh, what did she not give her away at? This This is what you get for it in Chapter 9, isn't it? I can't thank you enough, Vicky, for not giving me away today and for the cookies and conversation. Are you sure you can't stay for dinner? Jim should be home from the golf course in a few minutes and I was going to whip up some stir fry. No, really, I I have to be going. Tina will be waiting for me. Uh, What voice do you want me to do for them? Horrendous Australian or... (coughs) Good eye. I'm... Why am I like a man as well? I've got a proper deep voice for for, uh, Kylie. You die. I'm Carly Kendall. I thrust up my hand. Oh, it's in the first person. Didn't see that coming. That's even more complicated then, isn't it? Because then when I thrust up my hand, I should still be in my own voice, presumably. 
G'day, I'm Kylie Kendall. I thrust out my... <laughs> so hard. G'day. <laughs> G'day, I'm Kylie Kendall. I thrust out my... <laughs> I can't do it, I've become too much of a cockney. <laughs> like Ross phasing it out. <laughs> G'day. I'm Kylie Kendall. I thrust out my hand. And I, re- and I reckon you're... <laughs> this is such a hard... Sen- because it's like... Because it's in quotation marks, it's really hard to read it out. G'day, I'm... G'day. G'day. <laughs> Professionalism. G'day. I'm Kylie Kendall. I thrust up my hand. And I reckon you're Ariana Creeling. The woman seated behind the broad black... T- the woman seated behind the broad black desk had pl- pale... Oh, fucking hell, sir. Learn to read. <coughs> the woman seated behind the broad black desk had pale blonde hair pulled back from her still, cool face. I immediately wished I had eyes like hers. Icy blue. Mine are boring brown. She repeated, Kylie Kendall, as if I'd unexpectedly popped out of a hole in the ground and she had no idea what to do with me. Then she got up and came round to shake my hand, fast and hard. I'm Ariana Creeling. Again, may I say how sorry I am about your father. That's really weird that they keep introducing each other, isn't it? I'd spoken to her once before, when she'd rung from Los Angeles two months ago to say my dad had suddenly died. I'd been shell-shocked by the news. I could still remember how I liked her American voice. Mm, American voice. Now that we were face to face, her accent didn't seem quite so strong. She was older than me, almost as tall, and she needed to put on some weight. Of course, black slimming, like my mum always tells me. So the fact that Ariana Creeling was wearing black from head to foot, black top, black pants, black high-heeled boots, probably made her look thinner than she really was. I looked down at myself. Quite a contrast. No one's ever called me skinny. Plus, I hadn't had time to change from the plane, so I was in jeans and a t-shirt, both a bit grubby. What I wouldn't have given for a hot shower after 12 hours in a Qantas jet. There's just a co- this commas in really weird places in Kyle McNam's book. And then, like... Okay. I, th- I think she doesn't mean commas as pauses, I think is the um, is the key thing here. What I wouldn't have given for a hot shower after 12 hours in a Qantas jet. Why is there a comma at all in that sentence? It's, it's all one sentence. I've come straight here from the airport, I said. You flew from Australia today? You must be tired. She didn't sound too concerned. Oh, I mean, I sounded quite concerned <laughs> when I read her sentence. <coughs> you flew from Australia today? You must be tired. <laughs> How can Americans not sound uh, concerned? <coughs> you flew from Australia today. You must be tired. She didn't sound too concerned, but at least she added, would you like some coffee? Tea? Tea would be great. Black. Two sugars. Ar- Ariana picked up the phone and pressed a button. Melody? I had a fair suspicion she wasn't going to get a reply. Hope I'm not dobbing someone in, I said. But there was no one at the front desk. The sign said Melody, but Melody wasn't there. 
was happening? Waited around for a bit. The sign said Melody, but Melody wasn't there. Waited around for a bit, then shoved my suitcase behind the chair and came looking for you. I imagine she's off at one of her many auditions. Ariana didn't sound too chuffed about it. Oh, it's getting to the stage where it's hard to say work out who's saying what again. You know, like in terms of me reading it out. But doing <laughs> doing an Australian and American voice will be horrific. It's a ridiculous Australian accent. G'day, I'm Carly Kendall. I thrust out my hand, and I reckon you're. And I reckon you're. My, my supervisor is Australian. Isn't it ridiculous? I can't do it. And I reckon you're Ariana. And I reckon you're Ariana Creel. listening to this episode of the coming out tapes i have been your host Karis bradley and i would like to say thanks to scary boots for the artwork which is available to purchase on redbubble michaela moody for the music and alex lathbridge of the smart material collective for his support of the project if you want to get involved please tweet at us because we'd love to hear your thoughts comments and questions if you liked this episode subscribe and leave us a review or recommend us to a friend because it makes a big difference If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.